This is Brent Schutte, Chief Investment Strategist for the Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management Company. Thanks for listening to this week's market commentary. Let me first off start by acknowledging that this is a painful time for our country, and it may feel a bit disconnected for the stock market to have advanced over the past week in the face of all this unrest. But historically speaking at least, the market has often rallied in the face of troubling times as it discounts the hopeful prospects that better days lie ahead for all Americans. As our CEO John Schlisky recently wrote, quote, We stand firm in the values that make us who we are as a company. Namely, we cannot and will not tolerate racism, discrimination, or prejudice. We are committed to doing whatever we can to support and include all our people, always." End quote. I am proud to work for an organization that is working every day to build an inclusive culture. And my team and I remain committed to partnering with all our advisors to play our part in helping to deliver financial security to all our current and hopefully future clients. Now, let's discuss the market movements since our last podcast. If you recall, from the beginning, we have described the journey we were going to be on during COVID-19 through the lens of four milestone markers. Milestone or marker number one was quick and large monetary and fiscal policy relief that began arriving in mid-March. This allowed us to do number two, socially distance our closed large swaths of the U.S. economy to bend the virus case curve. We believe the success of the first two milestones stopped the market freefall and put the bottom in the market on March 23rd. Since then, we have witnessed the market claw back large amounts of the previous losses, which has caused many to ask the question, how can the market be moving higher even in the face of this awful economic data? Our answer is that the economic data over the past few months has been awful. But as we forecasted, the market has looked past that and pushed higher. Why? Because the beginning of the end in past downturns has occurred when you began to, quote, fix what went wrong and drove the economy into the recession. The reason the economic data has been so bad was not because of economic fundamentals. As we expressed in our first call, we believe those were actually strong entering 2020. The reason the economic data has been so bad is because of COVID-19 and the fact that our initial, quote, treatment for it was to broadly social distance or close large parts of the U.S. economy to bend that case curve. Put differently, we intentionally caused that economic data to be awful to begin fixing what went wrong, which was the virus. Now, we are beginning to climb out of the economic valley our actions created. Our success with one and two has now led us to milestone marker number three, reopening our economy even without a vaccine or a treatment. And now we are seeing success here. The data is still bad, but getting less bad as witnessed by the May jobs report, which showed that employers are beginning to add back workers as states and their businesses reopen. And most importantly, we have done this without any significant increase in virus cases. I don't want to sugarcoat it. We still have lots of people we need to get back to work. But it appears as if this is underway, and that is why the market is reacting positively. Now, this leads us to an important question. What does happen if we have a virus setback? Certainly, that is a possibility, 
and no one knows for certain how the virus will evolve. We have been told a second wave is possible, but not an inevitability. From an economic perspective, I want you to think of the answer to this question in this manner. Three months ago, we got hit by something we knew very little about. Our blanket solution, our only solution at the time to fix the virus, was a broad blanket social distancing. Importantly, we believe that our future solution to any potential outbreak will be more targeted and not a one-size-fits-all social distancing policy that really drove the depths of this economic valley. We are getting better data. We are doing more tests. And each day, we have a better idea of what this virus actually is. In the future, we believe that means that different states, different counties, maybe even different cities, different at-risk age cohorts will likely have different realities if we see a spike. We believe this means we have seen the depths of the economic downturn and that we will begin the climb out of this economic valley, which will support the market. This does not mean that the market may not fall in the future, and you should expect setbacks. But I again encourage you to listen to the first four podcasts because our formula for navigating any downturn will be the same as it was back then. Let me close out this segment of the podcast with a comment on milestone marker number four, a treatment or a vaccine. The global scientific community is all over this. Each week, there is news of more companies jumping into the fray with more potential solutions. We now have over 100 vaccines in development globally, with at least 10 in clinical trials. There have been partnerships between the public sector and the private sector, and companies are producing doses at risk. What that means is that if their vaccine proves effective and safe in trials, it has already been manufactured and is ready to be sent. Will we get a vaccine? I don't know, but I am comfortable that we have lots of shots on goal and at some point this COVID-19 will draw to a close. Let's close out with some commentary on what I'm sure is going through your mind after the recent rally. Many of you may be asking yourself the question on whether or not you should get out now. Let me answer this question in two parts. If you are asking from a market timing perspective, I think you are missing the message this market with its violence ups and violent downs has been telling you. And I also think a review of history will tell you the same. You will not be able to time this. Remember when oil actually traded at negative $37 a barrel? Well, today it closed at 39, the positive. Traders trade, investors invest. Let's figure out which one you are and use a process on how you're going to think about what you are going to do. We are investors and we will continue to invest. If you are asking from a perspective tied to a plan, and really importantly, from the perspective of a worry that you might not be able to handle another downturn, then yes, review your allocation now with your advisor when times are better and think hard about how you're going to behave in the future when what just happened possibly happens again, because at some point it will. Hopefully in not as spectacular fashion, but markets do rise and they unfortunately do fall. I want to drive home my point about not selling when others do. Remember back to March 23rd? How will you behave if that happens again? If the answer is sell, then please contemplate reallocating your portfolio now. Don't wait until the markets fall again to think about changing your allocation. Lastly, don't fall prey to the conversation 
on whether stocks are expensive or not to justify any selling you may want to do. Indeed, many mention that the market feels expensive, like it did back at the turn of the century. Yes, parts of the market then were expensive, and some maybe now. But like then, that doesn't mean that all markets are. This is once again a call from me to you to not undiversify your portfolio. Leadership changed after the market downturn at the turn of the century, and many parts of the U.S. market and foreign markets did very well over the coming years, while ones that were expensive didn't perform as well. Let's bring this call to a close. Let me ask you to ask yourself, do you think you know what is going to happen in the coming months or years? If your answer is no, then if you undiversify your portfolio and only stay in winning stocks or asset classes, then your portfolio allocation does not match your no answer. To me, concentrating one's portfolio is a way of saying that you know exactly what is going to happen in the future. And my belief is that no one does for sure. Thanks and stay healthy. The opinions expressed in this audio cast are those of Northwestern Mutual as of the date stated on this material and are subject to change. There is no guarantee that the forecasts made will come to pass. This material does not constitute investment advice and is not intended as an endorsement of any investment or security. All investments carry some level of risk, including the potential loss of money invested. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss.